But LeVay codified it. Before him, there was no such thing as Satanism. There was devil worship, which is not what we do. We don't worship anybody. We worship ourselves. Before him, there was not, there was no Satanism. There was no philosophy of Satanism. He had this philosophy that he really was like, there's no other word for it. It is this. It has to be this. It's exactly that. We we represent what witches were burned for. We are that. We use the same tricks those witches use. We, We are those people. Welcome to Mysterious World. This is Stuart Palm. It is the 26th of March, 2019. Joining me today is Adam Cardone, the musician, magician, ventriloquist, and reverend in the Church of Satan. Fun seekers, welcome back to Mysterious World. I'm so glad to be able to share with you my conversation with Adam Cardone. He's one of my favorite people. He's an inspiration. But before I do, a shameless plug. If you are interested in any way in magic, and I don't mean making coins disappear and Stealing the noses of children. I mean the real stuff. Transforming your life. Manifesting what you need. Spreading love. Real magic. A great way to start is by learning to use a pendulum. A pendulum's just a weight hung on a string. And guess what? I wrote a book that teaches you how to do that. If you go to stuartpalm.com uh, com. You'll see on the very first page there, there's a link to where you can pick up a copy of Beginner Pendulum Magic by Stuart Palm. Yours truly. So pick that up. It's actually priced beautifully. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's less than 20 bucks to get a copy shipped to you. Um, and you can get an, uh, a, a PDF version as well. Should you feel so inclined and if you are one of the first six people to send me a message at my website there's a button there you can send a message if you're one of the first six people i will send you a free pdf version of beginner pendulum magic that's the kind of guy i am so be one of those six First people, and uh, I'll send you a PDF copy. If you want a hard copy delivered to you, you can go to my website and order it, or you could go to lulu.com and search Beginner Pendulum Magic by Stuart Palm, or search Stuart Palm and you'll find it. But that's not why you're here. You're here because you saw Adam Cardone in the title of this podcast. You're here because you saw The Church of Satan in the title of this podcast. You're here because you said, What's that about? I want to know about Satanism. Because that's the world we live in. We live in a world where shocking things get the most views. We look in 
to the internet and we see the stuff that's jumping out at us and screaming. But sometimes behind those screaming skulls, there's beautiful things. Like my friend, Adam Cardone. I met Adam Cardone probably in 2003. I think it was 2003. At the time, I was a bartender uh, in the west side of, of New York City at a little place called the Red Light Lounge. And while I was bartending, I would present small miracles for people. Miracles that I'd learned over the years and through books. Miracles of mentalism and magic. And so I started to search around New York for the community of wizards and magicians. Folks that had secret knowledge. I found a place called Tannin's Magic and they had great stuff in that shop. But the guy behind the counter when I was there, it was like if you took an accountant and told me he needed to sell magic tricks. I was surprised that this was what I was being presented with as a wizard. So I went around the city to find other places that had such things, and I wandered into a shop where, when you opened the door, you were hit in the head by latex skeletons and flapping bat wings, and you looked through the shop, and it was dense like an like an Indian restaurant everything every every part of the wall every part of the ceiling had something hanging on it mostly it was ghouls and things that go bump in the night and I love that stuff and across from the door at that time was this little cubicle of mystery and behind the counter in that cubicle was a tiny man strong thin, tiny because, you know, I'm a giant, so everybody's tiny to me. He was wearing a uh, shirt with cut-off sleeves and patches. I think a vest of some sort. Yeah, it was a vest, and I think it had leopard print on the back or something strange. He was wearing this hat that was like one of those hats you have a flap that covers just your ears. Not the kind where it's like dog ears coming down, but just enough to cover your ears. But he had it on backwards, so it looked like a Dutch bonnet of sorts. It was very cool and different. He had a tiny mustache that just pointed out. Only little points sticking out. And he was there holding a glass jar with money in it. And he wasn't begging. He was talking to the jar. Hello? Hello. And a little voice would respond. He'd talk to the little voice and it would talk back. It was amazing. There were a few people there and one of them had apparently picked a card. And he was trying to ask the little man in the jar what the card was. But the little man in the jar, I don't know, maybe he was busy that day. Maybe his plans had been interrupted. But he would not comply with Cardone's requests. And you do not disobey, wizard. Cardone would cut off his air. 
and you could hear him inside that jar. I don't do a very good version of that, but you should see Cardone do it. And in the end, the little man in the jar revealed the value and suit of the card that they were merely thinking of. And he was right. And there was true wonder and a beautiful piece of entertainment I'd never seen before. And I knew that I needed to know this guy. I needed to get to know him well. And I have. We've known each other since. I used to go in there to learn, taking him as a mentor. And I still learn from Cardone. But now we are, uh, we're, we're more brothers. We share ideas. We talk about music. We talk about art. We talk about opera. We talk about ritual and magic. He tells me about surfing. And he talks to me about Satanism. I've known that Adam Cardone was a member of the Church of Satan for a long time, but it was only recently that I learned that he had become a priest in the Church of Satan because that uh, that happened, like I think, think three or four years ago. And uh, he's become more out about it, out of the closet as a Satanist. And if you know what that means, it's a fascinating topic. If you know what that means, then you can see why it is the perfect position for this individual. But if you don't know what that means... Well, he's going to explain it to you in this conversation we have. I immediately, I had this goal. I was like, listen, I'm going to press record here. I'm going to record straight so I don't have to edit anything out. We'll go maybe 45 minutes and that'll be a solid show. Over an hour later, I realized the error in uh, my thinking. It's very hard to talk to somebody that you, that you have such a great rapport with. And uh, not just keep keep it going on and on. So this is going to be broken up into two episodes of Mysterious World. So this will be part one of my conversation with Reverend Adam Cardone. Cardone, 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 Cardone. Well, to me, there's a dichotomy going on when you see a match performance, because on one level, you're watching a fantasy, and then there actually is magic that's real going on, but it's very hard to define what that is. Hmm. 
So I think for the people watching, it does do something magical for them. Well, if it's, it's good. transformative. It's yeah. transformative. I mean, that's what it all is. It's all transformative. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's this person throwing this thing out there in space and, and it's changing things. It's, it's how it's perceived from the other side. And yeah. they look at it and they see it and it goes inside of them and it changes them. Yeah. That's it's why a, good magicians proceed their reputa- reputation. You know, the really good magicians show up and there's People magic are happening entranced. before. That's right. That's yeah. the whole secret. And that's to me, uh, to me, re- real magic and, and whatever people call fake magic is is the same thing. Uh, it's well, you know, that's that, that's the secret, and and uh, and we could uh, we could start a seminar to teach just that at the end. You know, like a multi thousand dollar seminar. Dude, c- c- I cinema. like working with you. I can't say the word I seminar. Bet, listen, seminar. I, we, we do a multi thousand dollar seminar, and on the Sunday, like it starts Friday and goes to Sunday, listen, and Sunday night we listen. say. Fake magic is I, real. <laughs> listen, I, if you can organize it, I'll show up. I, 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 um, I've been for a years trying to put together the, the Cardone lecture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which is that, and I don't know how to do it yet. Cause it's, um, although I'm burping, I'm sorry. It's okay. Although I live it, it's, it's hard for me to, show someone how to do it because I wasn't really shown how to do it. It just kind of learned. You right. Know, I taught myself. So, but I, I do think there are things that can be taught and learned. I mean, I've had, we, you too, I'm sure I've had teachers. I've had a couple college professors that literally changed my life by things yep. that they said and things that are part of my daily life every day that, that they taught me. So yeah, there's things that can be learned. And I think what we have to say and, the way I look at magic, like, uh, from a magician stage magician point of view and from a, a cult practitioner point of view, the thing that I always thought's interesting is I do think real magic is a lot like singing. Uh, and that is some people can't do it. You know how mm. that whole, like everybody's capable of everything. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I disagree. You yeah. think everybody is? No, no, yeah, no. I just, I just, a... I agree with you. I, I, oh, okay, I agree right, right. that um, I was say, I, everybody can, I mean, everybody has the ability to get a taste, you know, like I can conceptualize, uh, things that I don't do well. Like I right. like to sing. I know that my ability does not go towards, uh, an, you know, an amazing, Right. virtuoso singer uh I, I can you know there's other things that i know that i have no business with because i'm past <laughs> like that's just not that's not gonna happen for me um and i and i um, think magic's like that yeah yeah uh, i've yeah, i there, have there pretty quick that... responses to magical things but i've tried to show other people who like i'm like oh this isn't you don't have this okay I get it. Well, I, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I was naturally good at it as a child. And after I read a few books, my uh, life changed, you know, like <laughs> I mean, right. once and, I got on the right path, and I just so started people, to pay people listening, uh, because we started talking about uh, uh, performance magic. You're not in this instance, 
although we did just say performance magic is real magic, which I do agree with, but you're not in this instance speaking directly about uh, trick magic. You're talking about magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't spell it with a K. Uh, I don't, I, you know, um, I do sometimes just because if I'm, if I'm, um, if I'm speaking to the Crowleyan people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if it's a message to them, I'm like, okay, we're going to put a K on here, but I don't think it's necessary. Well, you know, Dr. LeVay had a quote, those that spell magic with a K aren't. (laughs) Nice. That was a. That was a fuck you to the Crowley, the Crowley freaks. Right. That's he. He definitely was doing that. So, what was your first mm. introduction oh. to Levee? So I'll start. Let me, let me swallow this gummy bear. I am um, <laughs> my energy food are gummy bears and root beer. Um, hold on. I here. can't. I I've seen you wolf down a <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> McDonald's with like a Coke, no root beer. It was a root beer and like a huge thing of fries. And you remain the body of like a 25 year old. It's like, (laughs) how the hell? And and I know some of it is, is that you keep active and you go surfing, but there's a metabolism there that blows my mind. There's a good metabolism and I don't eat a lot, believe it or not. I have, I eat small portions, but I do have bad, cholesterol that i've just fixed i've started i've changed my diet congratulations yeah no no yeah i'm i'm in i'm i'm at the point now where i do have to pay attention if i'm gonna stay healthy Um, you do realize though that for most people that would have been like 12 years ago (laughs) well that's it i came late i i you know and that's why i'm like all right i'll start fucking paying attention my woman treats me really well and and cooks really like like she makes healthy food nice and um yeah, that helps me. <laughs> but my let's let's talk occult stuff because I, I I really do like talking occult stuff. Oh, good. Especially with with non with with non occult people. Uh-huh. I don't think of you as a non occult person. You're the you're one of my dear friends. Yeah, I'm, since I'm, the minute I'm ridic- I met you, ridiculously into the occult. But but I, we are no, but, we are but, both talking to non occult people probably. Right. So, but, yeah. but, but you, I never thought of you as the magician guy or the, the this guy or that you're just, you're you. And I have always liked you and we've always well, chatted about, <laughs> well, we've always chatted about everything. Yeah, exactly. So, it I, didn't, it didn't come from me. a, it didn't come from a place of a click or a, uh, preformed. No. Yeah. The, but I think the no. reason, the reason we click on that is I, I actually do understand where that comes from. And the reason is we don't identify ourselves as, um, first anything but an artist, really? Yeah, exactly. I'm just mean. And, I have other, and I have lots there of are ways to express our viewpoints or our perspective. That's right. And mm-hmm. they might become an, an, a performance and they might become a, a song. It might become a painting. I, I, exactly. It, it might be me, um, sculpting a, a castle that I saw in a picture. I, I mean, we all, we do so many weird things. I, right. I I think my expressing has always been through either the music stuff or magic stuff. And, you know, there's lots of other things, but those are the main ones. And I, and I never could decide if I was one or the other, because I'm not, I'm both, I'm everything. So, I, and I was like that as a little kid, I had all these weird eclectic things that I liked. I just liked what I liked, you know, 
Mm-hmm. What I didn't like was uh, the religious upbringing I had at all. Not only ah, did I okay. not like it, I, I, I not only didn't like it, I knew it was bullshit from day one. I mean, the, the, the minute I, the earliest memories I have about asking family members about godly stuff, I, I was irritated bad, badly. And I remember asking lots of questions to lots of people all the fucking time because I like spooky shit. I like ghost stories. I like hauntings and demons and ghosts. And for me, the Christian religion was that too. Like it had that energy. Yeah. So therefore I was naturally interested in all the, you know, what do you, what do you mean? God rose from the dead. What? Like I asked a million fucking questions. They don't like that. And and they didn't like it and I knew it and I was getting really weird answers and I, I was like bullshit detector. Something's wrong. Um, I did like statues and incense and funny outfits and funny hats and <laughs> I love chanting. I didn't like what they were saying. It irritated me. And it also irritated me that I saw people doing it not because they were having fun, but they yeah. had to. And that would made me run around out the fucking door. So at an early age, just to, I, so you were, this yeah. was Italian Catholic or what, what was the, yes, yes. Okay. Full on full blooded Italian Catholic. And so at an early, early, early age, I started snooping around other ideologies. I just did. I was looking around. I paid attention to everything. Yeah. You know, if the, if the black Panthers were on TV, I was like, Ooh, who are these guys? And if they did a, a TV special about uh, astrology or anything different in thought process, like whether it was a political thing or a religious thing, or I was just now my head started opening up to all, all things. And also in that was magic tricks, obviously. I mean, that was in there. Monsters, magic tricks, things that were things in the dark. I wanted to shine a light on and go look at. Yeah. Um, which I think is a very common thing. What my story that I'm telling now is not unique. No, I have this uh, similar story. It, it, <laughs> exactly. it took on it took on different manifestations, but I, I'm yeah. like, yeah, 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 I'm with you there. Uh, uh, because I yes. I had a big the church was a big thing too. We were uh, we were Southern Methodists, so there's a whole right. another weird world there. But um, but I loved <laughs> I liked it because I was part of the choir. And, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I did the theater shows and they generally put me in like I was Jonah and I was Daniel and I was Jesus. Yeah, you're a performer, like, natural performer. I was like, yeah, I want to be in front of that crowd. That's that's the drug. Yeah. And and yeah. so very young at some point I was in front of a full congregation where they opened it up for Christmas. So it was like, you know, over yes. 300, 400, 500 people or something. And I was, I felt that power. And I, I think I was like, Oh, I want to get back that. That's good. So, yeah, yeah so dude. that's part of it. Totally. But yeah, I did the same thing when, when my parents, uh, and God bless them. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> that, that they, that they did not baptize me at birth, that they let me make that decision and I went to confirmation because they were like, you need to do this. And you know, yes. there's family and grandparent well, pressure and stuff. And at the middle of confirmation, I was like, wait, no, I don't agree with that. And what you're asking me to recite, yeah. I can't, I can't say that, uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, our savior as the, this, that, and the other, and everything else you're saying, I don't agree. So I can't do this. Yep. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. Oh, wait, I, it's my choice. So great. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and uh, well, I remember 
that very clearly. Well, there you go. And and my, I also, at an early age, uh, and this is very relevant to today, I remember hearing about priests raping people. And not only did I oh, hear wow. about priests raping people, I had two family members that had it happen to. And that'll uh, that'll screw up that relationship quick. Yeah, but it was everywhere all the time. And 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 oh, look at it now. It's not only everywhere all the time. I uh, I just saw how many billions of dollars the Vatican has had pumped out, either in keep your mouth shut money or we lost the lawsuit money. It's in the billions now. Sure. And that's only yeah. in the last few years. So I saw that then, you know, I, I hate to say I told you so, but even as a child, I saw the problems. And my, my deal was with my family, I have to get confirmed. After I'm confirmed, I don't have to go anymore. Right. So my confirmation was at 13. They've now raised it to 18, I think, in most places because they're trying to keep the money in there. They keep the, the kids have to go to Sunday school longer <laughs> and, and they don't quit. No, it's totally a money thing. Yeah. So, but before that, at age, I don't know, second, third grade, whenever I was in the library, I would go look up occult books. And our library did have some. Um, the actual okay. So then, the good occult books, the ones that I remember seeing that were like good, were in the bookstores. And you remember when we were kids, you couldn't look at the books in the bookstores. It's not like Barnes and Noble. You didn't walk in and just fucking sit in the floor and read a book. Uh, I well, I'm like, I think I'm just enough younger i think you're four years older than me because when i was a kid we did go to it wasn't barnes and noble yet it was something else yeah but you were allowed to look at them because we were not hedges or some other Mm. or is that old wine or whatever it was it was another it was the same thing and i remember we couldn't look at them yeah we would get yelled at the memory that popped up whenever you said that was the robert maplethorpe book like I'm yep. amazed that I was allowed to see that as a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bookstore, fuck, dude. When I was in seventh grade, we I was in the bookstores all yeah. the time. Sure. And I was I was sneak reading them. You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm trying to read shit, and like, and basically, all the good occult books were in the bookstore. The ones on witchcraft, which is what I was looking for. Sure. So now you've got. I'm into magic tricks. I'm doing shows. I was already starting to perform, uh, you know, and then I'm into the, I'm looking for witchcraft books. I'm listening to loud. My music tastes are going left way wacko. Dead Kennedys are there. The metal starts creeping in. What fantasy were you reading? Fantasy books. Yeah. What novels were you reading? So at that point in my life, okay, I have, I have a really weird reading thing. Like, I, I've read a lot of novels, but I've read more um, role-playing game rule books than oh, anything. Oh yeah, there you go. And to me, that's when you ask me what I was reading. I can't cite books because I wasn't reading books. I was reading rules to things, and in yeah. those rules is all the mythology. It's just a weird way I like to go sure. into that world because yeah. then I'm like, I'm not only in the world, and I know all these weird little stories and things the world's a real thing that I can go in and tool around with in the yep. games that we were playing and the games that I play now. So I, I always liked role-playing game books. That's a it's great like model for works. magic too. Hmm. Learning to tool around with reality. Well, okay. I mean, that's what we well, do. There you go. So, the, well, that's what witchcraft back to the story. Totally, that's yeah. what witchcraft was. I, I saw witchcraft is here's a way to tool around with your reality. 
You know, it's like the drug free version. Although when you add drugs to it, it can be a whole nother thing, but (laughs) the drug free (laughs) version is that. And so all the witchcraft books that I bought and read reminded me of the Bible. I saw bullshit. I smelled it. I I saw some interesting things in there, but I quickly saw that it was basically the same mindset. Um, it was the same philosophy in a different costume. So what, what books are you, are you talking about? Like a book of Wicca? Are you talking about, uh, what are you, yes, what are you looking yes, at? I, Cause that's, okay, that was my so introduction book, too, was the Wiccan Bible. What, what they would call I, the Wiccan Bible. At that point in my life, I had bought and read every fucking witchcraft book you can think of. That was in, I mean, dude, it was a lot. Nice. And it was white witchcraft books, the black witch. I was always looking for the dark ones and they were hard to find. There weren't many. So then the two books in the bookstore that stared me in the eyes constantly were the Necronomicon and the Satanic Bible. And I had a couple metalhead buddies that were like, yeah, man, they're great. You got to read them. Yep. So the one that scared me the most was the Satanic Bible. And the neck, well, the Necronomicon wasn't as scary for me for some reason. So I bought that one. It's basically talking your ancestors. Well, it's beyond that because it's a hoax. And they know who the hoax is and they know who wrote it. It's not real. It's Sumerian legends mixed with some bullshit. And they made a lot of money on it. And yeah, it's fun. Were you watching Evil Dead? Is that point? Is that part of it? Well, I mean, Evil Dead, it it came originally from the HP Lovecraft stuff. And then the Evil Dead guys used it. But, but. The Necronomicon were the two dudes that owned the Magical Child bookstore in Manhattan. That was their little. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of money. So I read it and was like, ah, that was obvious bullshit. It's like, you got to summon demons by getting plates of gold and inscribe. I was like, okay, this is pretty funny. And then I bought the Satanic Bible and I brought it home and I opened it up and I read the preface and the, I mean, the intro and then the first book, book of Satan. And then it goes right in and, and then your doors locked themselves and, and and a veil of shadows appeared in your room and a a burst of flames and and a demon appeared. Kind of. (laughs) Okay. I I literally, I think I read it in two days. I like tore through it really quick. It's an easy book to read. It is. It's a fast read. I tore through it really right through and I put it down and I did what every other Satanist I know did. And they said, holy fuck, that guy just described how I've been thinking my whole life. And now I know I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. And uh, this is going to be a lot more fun. Nice. And that was it. That was the end. I said, that's the And I always wondered if it would go away. And as I got older, it got stronger. So, um, and, you know, the reason, the, when what it was, it was very clear. I mean, The first, for those of you, uh, whoever's listening that doesn't know about the Satanic Bible, um, it was written by the founder of the Church of Satan, Anton Zandor LaVey, and it was first published in 1969, and it's never been out of print. So (laughs) you can't say that for a lot of books. It's changed a lot of people's lives. It's, it's really neat how it was, it's put together. Um, it's got poetry in it. It's got um, it's got philosophy. It's got these rituals. It's got it's really it's a fun, exciting, um, 
breath of fresh air and it's it 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 presented something that I had never seen in print to that point and that is it blended fantasy and reality into this ball of fun and and wickedness but to me it was the same fucking thing that was in a magic show or in a magician's act it was the right. same thing but it was used for a different purpose it was used for real it was dangerous and could be dangerous and it could it can change shit and you can kill somebody with it literally and you can make someone fall in love with you and you can fucking ruin someone's day or brighten someone's day all at your fucking fingertips. That's what I saw. And I said, fuck, I can do this. This is who I am. This is in my body. I can feel this stuff. This is how I've been thinking my whole life. Like, right. here it is. And and he wrote it and, and he said he he's like, it's 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 he basically described a personality type in the book. A very specific thing. Nice. And that's why there's, there's not many of us and everybody who is that knows they, they're like, that's me. <laughs> and people will go, I read that book and I loved it. And the philosophy is awesome, but I, what's with all devil stuff. And it's like, well, then you're not a Satanist. It's clear as day. <laughs> it's not, it's a different thing then, you know, that's atheism. I mean, the basis of it all is atheism. That's the base. It's, it starts with that as this base in which everything grows from. So explain and, that to uh, people who don't have it, because I know it's, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, even though I haven't ever read yes. uh, the Satanic Bible, which now I'm like, you know, I really should, because I, I you, haven't. You'll love it. Um, you'll have a blast. But uh, for the people who are coming to this w with either judgment or um, without knowledge, uh, what kind of describes a Satanist? Like, what does that mean? Well... A Satanist is somebody who sees himself in the universe alone. And alone in the sense that there's no help. <laughs> it's, you are there and you have this thing, you have tools. And if you're going to do anything, it's up to you to pull it off. And the thing that makes a Satanist the, 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 okay, so that's one of the base core things that we have inside of us is we, we are our own bosses. Um, and when I don't feel like being my own boss, I remind myself of these core values and it, it kicks my ass and I, I become my own boss pretty quick. The thing that Satanists have, and this is where it became part of a religious movement, is that being atheistic and being your own boss it doesn't mean that we can't have transcendental experiences and that we can't um, use ritual to liven and enrich our lives. And it doesn't mean that we can't use song and dance and incense and chanting and, and poetry to not only enhance our lives, but to change our, our internal well-being for external change elsewhere. And so – this is what a Satanist is too. This is where there's some other satanic movements out there that are basically a political movement. We're not, I'm not, it's Satanism is not a, a political movement. It's a, it's a self-help movement. It's a, yeah, it's a for those people who don't know movement. that there's a, there's a big, um, you see the satanic temple a lot in the media yes. because they have these things where they build this, 
Uh, they, they're trying to put these statues in to make a political statement. And the Correct. Satanic Temple yes. is not the Church of Satan. They're two different things no, no. completely. Yes. Although I think very, the Satanic Temple people do follow the book. No, no. They don't? No, no. Okay, they so they're, do even, not. they're even yeah, it's, lost there. It's, it, it's, it's really sad. I mean, they're, 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 okay, so Anton LaVey, our founder, always used to say that people um, – they, they like to play the, the devil's game, but they won't take the devil's name. It was one of his little sayings that's kind of cute. And um, it's true. But in this case, the, the, these new Satanists, they're taking the devil's name, but they're not playing the devil's game. It's literally, they've put on just a t-shirt for publicity. Sure. And, and it's fine, go ahead, but they get mad that, people confuse us with them and vice versa. And it's like, well, you're the one coattailing. What are you doing? But LeVay codified it before him. There was no such thing as Satanism. There was devil worship, which is not what we do. We don't worship anybody. We worship ourselves. Right. You know, before him, there was not, there was no Satanism. There was no philosophy of Satanism. He had this philosophy that he really was like, there's no other word for it. It is this. It has to be this. It's exactly that. We we represent what witches were burned for. We are that. We use the same tricks those witches use. We we are those people. (laughs) We do manipulate our environment. You know, so, and back to the atheism thing. um, That's a term that people don't like because it does have a nasty feeling and it also is the most discriminated group on earth and people can look that up and it's the truth i agree definitely Uh, the most discriminated group on earth i was yeah i was reflecting on that whenever you were saying that uh Uh, part of being a satanist is understanding the transformative and uh transcendental nature that can be gained through ritual and I'm going to say worship, even though that's not what you mean prayer i guess and and uh uh so I am much more in line with the concept of what Satanism stands for than I would be any atheist. And that's my, I mean, yeah. whenever I have, I get these stopping parts with, with talking to atheists because they're like, oh, so what God do you believe in? I'm like, I'm not, I don't believe in a God like Dude, you're thinking, a- uh, but are, are it doesn't nothing. matter. And, and I think it's a really obnoxious when someone says, bless you. And you say, no, thanks. It's obnoxious. And, uh, there. I know there is a transcendental and transformative power to lots of things that you guys discredit because you worship science and you think that imperial empirical evidence is the only way. And I feel like, haven't you had an experience in your life where, and I guess they can rationalize anything away. Uh, but, but it's like, well, you're missing a, a big piece of the pie to me. Yeah. And also, the thing about the atheist movement is it, it's nothing. It is nothing. <laughs> it's like, what is it? What is atheism? It's nothing. It's an empty hole. There's nothing there. What do you do? Believe in God? No, that's it. Bye bye. Go away. What are you talking about? There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to discuss. It's a very simple thing. Now, nothing... I think there are two bit different atheists. Well, uh, here's the thing. So there's, there, a- there's an, an atheist, atheist who's like, I, I don't believe in God. And then there's an atheist who believes there is no God. Okay. So the real answer of who I am is I'm an atheist agnostic. And, and what it is, is, is there a God? My answer is, I don't know. 
Do, and then, then the next question is, do you believe in God? And my answer is no, I, I don't believe there's a, a deity as I'll call it. Sure. God's a loaded gun too, but a de- yep. I do not believe there's a fucking deity floating around or below us. Right. Is there one? I, I, I science would say is supposed to say, I don't know. Science never, science always has that little, you know, 0.0% or what 0.1% of, uh, you know, it could be, you know? Yeah, sure. You know, isn't, it doesn't, isn't science basically run on the notion of it doesn't ever prove anything. It proves what it's not. Yeah. So, it disproves, it disproves yeah, it kind of, hypotheses. Yes. And therefore what you're left with is the, what it is. So to me, the whole notion of, is there a God? I don't know. Do you believe in God? No, that's all it is. I don't yeah. really care. It's, Simple. it's, it's, it's a waste of my thought process. So let me ask you this. Um, yeah. Who is Satan? Satan is a reflection of the qualities in myself that I deem um, important and strong and powerful and move me. Satan, the character, the mythological character of Satan, uh, the Judeo version, let's chat now, is, you know, in the Old Testament, he's the adversary. He's the he's the accuser adversary, you know, well, in the New Testament, he's Jesus's enemy. But he's right. he's the he asks he, the question. He's the he is, he is science. <laughs> well, he is science. He's he's but you know he's asking questions. He's the accuser. Now here's the funny part. The reason why he's in the Bible and he's the bad guy is because it's monotheism. Right. So there's the problem. You know, to me, one of the worst, you know, cancers of Earth, I'd have to say, is monotheism. It's a very yeah. dangerous drug. Um, yeah. But Satan before monotheism was many gods and not only many gods, he was aspects of certain gods and aspects of other gods. Every God had positive and negative attributes. Um, and, and that's where they pulled all of the negative attributes and threw it on one motherfucker and they called him right. Satan. So that character is who we are as Satanists. We are him. We are the question. We're the dude that asks the questions. Or the guy that likes to have fun and, and fuck with the boss and push the envelope because it it's who we it's like our in our nature too and it I, I feel guilty if I don't do those things I, I feel dishonest in a way so yeah Satan is the best people go why do they have to call it that it scares people it's like well no it does exactly what it is it is that <laughs> it's, I can't, again I can't think of a better figurehead it doesn't work yeah I mean, it makes sense because it scares away people who wouldn't be ready for it anyway well and all not all satanists use satan as their figurehead focal point uh exemplar they use some of the other demons you know i've participated sure. in hawaiian volcano god rituals you know like I, it's up to the practitioner that's another reason why satanism to me was appealing is Coming from an art point of view, I, I want to be—I want to feel like I can create my own rituals, you know. Yeah. I want to feel like I can create my own magic, and and satanic magic is really that—it is that it's it's you infusing your your whatever your art mediums are. You can use them in the ritual to uh, heighten your emotional content. Sure. Um, and those rituals are you create them however you want. It can be whatever you want. It's, it's, it's creating art for yourself. It's kind of a weird concept. Yeah. 
Um, and, the, and what that does to your, again, your internal clock, your, your internal, not clock, your internal, um, I get what you mean, but I'm not sure what to tell you. Yeah, I, I'm your trying to find flame. In my head. Your internal flame. <laughs> your life force. Yes, your whatever, your, your soul, your, whatever. Your whatever I know what you mean. <laughs> your programming. Your, uh, your, your data uh, box. Your whatever it is. Your Twinkie pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something else. <clears throat> yeah, I but I don't know. Does that make sense? I mean, it totally makes very... sense. I think the only thing that I can't from what you described of, as to who a Satanist yes. is uh, or, or what Satanism is, the only thing that I would not um, jive with <coughs> yes. uh, is the idea that we are alone. I get it. And I, I, I know that's part of the reality, but uh, I believe that, or I respond to the concept that, every consciousness is really part of and connected to every other consciousness. And so mm. in that sense, we are all together, not alone. So I'm, it's kind of the opposite. I believe we're all together. Uh, now we're segmented by ego and, and you know, that's something you can't really escape, but. Well, your, your way of looking at it could technically fit under the same concept. I'd, I've heard other Satanists right. say that, what you just said. It's just there's no God above controlling that, but there is this kind of a collective consciousness on Earth that can be considered a a life force of sorts that can be considered a – yeah. No, no. I, yeah. Sure. Let's say well, no to and, that. But to me, the mo yeah. all the models of any God and any demon and any saint and any, any of them are all uh, – fantastical ways of expressing the different sides of what consciousness can be and become. Yeah. So we are yeah, all, sure. all those things. Yep. And also we are none of them. It's like, you know, uh, but understanding that, I guess maybe is weird, but yeah. So in yeah. that sense, I completely accept and understand Satanism. Um, and uh, I think it's funny how much power the fear of it is. And yeah. I think that that fear is based on what's the neighbor going to think. Well, yeah. And it's also like a lie detector test. I mean, lie detector tests work because people think they work. <laughs> Right. Uh, I mean, that's literally the, right there. And and Satan, Satanism and satanic magic, the beauty of it is because of what it is and how it's aligned and how it's presented or can be presented, it works um, for those who believe it works, but it also works for people who don't think it works <laughs> because of the nature <laughs> of what it, what it is. Yeah, which is, no, that makes which sense. Is, which is which is why it is what it is and which is why there's no other fucking word to describe it. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. I mean, it's, it, it's this very special thing that like, it's very simple that the older I get, the more, the more it makes sense and the more, yeah. Um, yeah. so you have two kids. Yes. 
What what do they think of all this? Um, I, I it's not part of their lives. They know that it's stuff that I like. They know where the books uh-huh. are. They can read them whatever they want. They can ask me questions. Uh, they can look it up online. It's there. If they find it and like it, great. If not, I mean, I've presented it to them. Like, here, you ever want to read this kick-ass book? Here it is. That's all. Right. They know of other persons that I associate with that are part of it, too, including higher clergymen and stuff. They've been around them. They're delightful. They're, yeah. Or they're friends. It's all fine. It's, but it's not something we chat about because we don't – I mean – I I mean, we all indoctrinate our kids into things that we like, obviously. I mean, there's no choice. You're raising them, right? Right. <laughs> but I try not they, to. And they're interested. They ask. Yeah, and they, exactly. But I'm, I don't try to indoctrinate my kids on how sure. their brains work. Uh, I, I try to see how they work naturally and cater to that. And, you know, they see how mine works. But I know theirs is different. So this philosophy yeah. might not be for them. That's, yeah. that's how I've always looked at it. When I hear people that's introduce great. their kids as like, oh, my little cute Catholic son or my little Jewish boy. or I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't do that for all. Oh, this is my little Republican baby. You know, it's like, what do you They don't even know what you're talking about? You know, they don't. Right. It's, it's really bad. And that's that's what it is. I mean, it's an indoctrination that's so run deep in the core of society that it's hard to see it. And I, I'm, I just feel, yeah, I'm no, just happy and, that and I, it's, it is, we do live in a world where in a lot of ways it's less, uh, in control than it's ever been or well, not ever been, but well, it, in, it's in been our a long world, time. Yes. Yes. And, and to give perspective, I re- I remember, uh, there was one time where I had to go to a youth group retreat. Mm. So we like going away to some place and camping and, and stuff with a bunch of Christian kids. And, uh, I was having a conversation and I had already, I had already at this point decided not to go through confirmation and and become Christian in that (laughs) sense. And, uh, but I was going because I don't know, to appease some grandparent or something. I don't remember exactly, but I remember it was like, come on for, for social stability, please do this. And I was like, all right, I'll I'll go to the stupid thing. And, I was on the bus and I was talking to this girl and I was the kid who questioned everything. And, yep. you know, and she was talking to me about probably about confirmation or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I, I didn't, I decided not to go through with that. So I was really just being honest with her. I'm like, I'm, I'm here because my family, you know, thought this was a good idea for some reason or whatever. Uh, and, uh, but, but truly I don't consider myself Christian and she started crying Oh my God. And I was like, why are you crying? And she's like, well, I feel, I feel sorry for you. That was, a, and I was like, well, don't cause I'm fine. Uh, and she, and then she's like, well, I guess it's because, well, you know, I've never met someone who's not Christian before. Oh my God. And I was like, wow, yes, you have, but wow. Wow. Yeah. That you don't think that you have, that that's your bubble. You live in your bubble and you, you're, Wow. Okay. So I think there's a lot of that still existing in the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, it's still huge. It's still a thing. It's still ingrained. I mean, the Islam movement is ginormous, you know, 
And sure. a lot of the Islamists are creationists and, you know, 60, what is it? 55% of Americans believe in the creation story. I mean, it's, it's still well, everywhere. based on, based on a poll. Yeah. You know, but uh, I've asked a lot of people, I'm very fascinated by the whole thing and uh, more people than I thought are, you know, really do live on that world. And I, I got out quick. I found a party on this corner and took off, you know? Yeah, sure. It, it never, yeah. I, I'm just, I, I'm so glad that I escaped it all. And I've always been interested in reading about religion and, and I've studied Eastern religion. I've studied Western religions. I've studied cults. <laughs> People are like, well, aren't you in a cult? Yes, maybe. I mean, sure. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> I've been but no but based on my understanding and knowledge of cults you're not (laughs) no I know yeah you're not at all Uh, yeah but you know I I much more easily accept and respond to the core tenets of most (laughs) eastern religions because they are not exclusionary they don't say they don't say like you can be this and yeah you can be this and nothing else. They, they say this is a way to, it's it's not really a religion in the Christian sense no. of the thought. Well, a lot of the Eastern religions are atheistic too. A lot of the the core Buddhism stuff is, has nothing to do with deities. You know, no, it doesn't. It's a, uh, it's another thing. So yeah, the Eastern stuff is a little more internal. Yeah. Not about worship, 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 worship. Like it's just, I was in yeah. a, uh, a Buddhist uh, supply shop the other day, which is, there's a thing you can find in Hong Kong. Uh, and and I was looking at, cause I have like a little altar where I do my, I guess you a little workstation where I do my magic, you know, yeah. candles and other stuff type. Your magic. focus point. <laughs> yeah. It's my focus point. And I put yeah. some gods there every once in a while. Or, sure. And I usually just draw pictures of them myself or they represented by, you know, uh, minerals or, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I have a thing I put there and I like Ganesh. I do. He's too. cool. So I was looking for a Ganesh statue. I want a little Ganesh statue for there. And, and I was asking the guy about it and he goes, Oh, the elephant Buddha. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's not wrong. That's right. Ganesh is the elephant Buddha from yep. one perspective of what Buddha means. Yeah. Cool. That makes that it opened up a little door for me of like, you guys are cool that that's like the, the way you see Buddha. this. Oh yeah. The elephant. I like Buddha. it. Yeah. I'm looking for the, um, the cutoff head Buddha, a Kali statue. They're very hard to find. Oh, I love Kali. She's so there cool. are, they're, they're around. I've seen them. They're just, I'm always looking, you know, for you one. should get, you should get like, um, you should get one, one from an Indiana Jones temple of doom, like toy. Well, I know I think, that I they, think look they good. did have one. They might, you know what? I'm going to make totally, one. I'm going to make one. I, I, right now, I'm going to make my own Kali. It'll be way more fun, and I, I like sculpting shit. So. And it'll look a little bit Warhammer-y, I'm sure. It'll look crazy, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make one. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, I, uh, the, the whole, like, magic-y stuff, like, how many magicians aren't into that kind of stuff? It's weird. It's yeah. almost like, the, in my eyes, it's almost like they've missed the biggest magic trick of them all. Yeah, totally. It's um, so powerful. 
Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's an amazing thing. My mind is still stuck on images of, of Kali uh, uh, with her yeah. tongue sticking out and her heads. Uh, I was going to mention, I, I don't. I love the moment. I never forget the moment that I read that uh, she's not evil. And I was like, what? Well, she's got a job to fulfill, you know? Yeah. She's, that, again, she's, uh, she, there's a she's demon. a great. There's a god a that they demon. made into a demon. Well, no, there's a god like her that they made into a demon, meaning her attributes got jammed into Satan, you know? Right. That's that's it right there. Like, she's a, an important person who had a job. And, yeah, some of her shit's violent, but, you know, she's important. Normal people might give her an offering, you know, in India. Well, one you of know? the things that I think is problematic in Western society is that Western society has um, created a world where death is not part of life. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Well, and, they made it. And a lot of Eastern societies, it is. It's like, yeah, of course, people die. Everybody dies. Everything dies. That's and that's not a bad thing. It's just part of things. And understanding that is good. And, you know, so. Yeah. That Kali exists as part of that, yeah, uh, and other things as well. But yeah, she's cool. Um, That's a part of Satanism too. Is you'll see. I mean, we all a lot of us are fixated on skulls and whatnots, and and that's I like surrounding myself with images of death only as a reminder. The more sure, I think it's about a memento it, mori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think about death all the time. It's not well. That's sad. that's it makes uh, me work that's harder. part of the uh, initiation to Freemasonry. Yeah, I know. They give you a funeral. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I get it. And if you I if you look it. in all the, the the magic traditions and symbology, uh in in uh, oracle card decks and tarot cards, death is a representation, but it's always a representation about transformation. Yeah. About yep. seeing that you're that the end is not the end of everything, it's a, a growth into something else. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah, it's transformative. Everything's transformative. And if you can come to terms with that and be okay with dying, it makes life better. Well, it also makes me work harder. I, I look at it like shit, you know, I, I, I have what brief moment on earth. I got to get my shit done and be happy. You know, I have such a short time. Truly. I used to, um, it's weird. My, my life slowly melting into one a, a singularity of sorts because when i was younger i never mixed magic and music business stuff i kind of kept it all very separate and in a box um i didn't talk about either or at either function really and then i slowly yeah, but started you, but just... you you secretly uh i remember when i met you uh you had just finished a run or no you were doing a show soon or something you had just done a show where you secretly uh took the audience through a satanic mass without them realizing it yes and <laughs> i thought that's that was hilarious show, that's the first show i did with albert and it was called magical madness right and it was a little concept show that it yeah, was tongue-in-cheek but it was great it, yeah. I didn't. I wish I'd seen it. I, I was busy or something. Yeah, it was. It was funny. It was like a like, oh shit! Look what they roped us into, and um, it was like the tricks on you, folks. That's what the trick was. It was 
I've never seen a magic show where the tricks literally turned on the audience. Have you? <laughs> no, that's like great. You just like literally you lured the audience in for your own perverse ritual, and they didn't even realize yeah. it. I, I, yeah, magic is, has no balls anymore, dude. I'm so sick of the fucking dry fucking. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. Even magic that thinks it has balls doesn't have balls. I don't know. I. I that's I like, true. I, everything is coming to a singularity. Like I used to not talk about Satanism as openly, and ever since they, I started doing the clergy path, which is a whole weird trip. I mean. Yeah. yeah you know, destroying and restoring something can be a beautiful metaphor, but I very rarely have seen anyone express that through magic. Yeah. It does have the it does have the power. Yeah. Yeah, magic. We were talking magic um and, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, I'm just saying like how stage magic and it's all it's 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 missing some sort of, it's missing, I don't know, Doug Henning had it. When, when you watch Doug Henning perform magic, he, he had this like spark in his eye yeah. <clears throat> that I don't see too often. Well, because he understood mm -hmm. that magic could be used for transformation. And yeah, he, well, there you go. I don't, it's so funny place. I never brought him up. He believed in real magic too, so there you go. Yeah. He had a spark and, in his eye. And if you if you talk to a lot of magicians about that fact, they get mad. They will refer. They will respond to it as though it's a taint, uh, like a um, a tainted mark on his history. Like like yeah, well you know that's a drawback he did. You're right, but but he was good, right? Uh, instead of respecting like that, there is that it exists meanwhile, and that it, it's something. Meanwhile, the guy that probably shit-talked him is either a Christian or a Jewish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's usually the case, too. Like, oh, he believes in real magic. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you think Moses is a real guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. You think Moses is real? Okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That's the same guy that'll shit talk that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We were chatting the other day and, uh, you mentioned something about Enochian magic within Satanism, uh, which I didn't, I didn't yes. realize was a practice. And my, okay. my, I came to Enochian magic, uh, through studying, uh, chaos magic <laughs> and, uh, John D and my yep. understanding of what that is, is it's the language that John D used to speak to angels and scribed with. Uh, and then I was like, well, yes. what is a Satanist use? So I agree, because that's a question that's been in the back of my mind. What is Satanist, what's the, what do you do with Enochian magic? And, and if you could explain a little more yes. on what that is. I, I almost want to read the two paragraphs that he wrote to, to intro the, the Enochian keys which is the last part of the Satanic Bible. Um, but in a nutshell... And we're going to leave you there. So, uh, when you come back next week, I will be posting part two 
of Reverend Adam Cardone and the Church of Satan. Um, and in part two, we will talk about Enochian magic. We talk about Cardone as a musician and his new band, Opulence, which is amazing. Um, and I'll, I'll be giving you a clip of Opulence as well. Uh, I might play a whole song of it. And uh, more fun stuff that we talk about concerning Satanism and what it means. And I hope that this episode gave you a good uh, introduction into that. If you want to learn more about it, you know, you can send a message to find Cardone. You could uh, check out the book. And uh, if you want to know more about Enochian magic, there's a fantastic new book called John D. and the Empire of Angels uh, by Jason Leuve, the uh, editor of Ultra Culture and the man behind magic.me, magic with a K, <laughs> which I know we just made fun of, but magic with a K dot me, M-A-G-I-C-K dot me, which is a place where you can learn... Uh, magic online and take a course, which is pretty cool. Um, if you're into any of this kind of stuff, you can send me a message at stuartpalm.com. Make sure that you check out, and uh, if you're one of the first six people to send me a message asking for a copy of Access Your Psychic Self Part 1 Beginner Pendulum Magic, uh, I will send you the PDF copy. If you'd like a physical copy of that book, uh, you can order it through my website there. Uh, you can also find all that through mysteriousworldpodcast.com. And if you'd like to leave any comments, uh, this podcast lives at mysteriousworldpodcast.com, which is a Squarespace site. Uh, fun times making stuff Squarespace. Um, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that. I will be back uh, with another episode very soon because I already have that episode and uh, we're ready to go. I'm trying to send out energy into the world right now. I'm trying to send out energy into the world right now uh, to get Uri Geller on this podcast. Uh, he's been doing some funny stuff lately, putting out uh, the idea that he can somehow and will stop Brexit by himself and, and can wield control over um, late night talk show hosts. It's been quite entertaining. The man is a master at keeping his word in the public eye and uh, I'd love to have a long conversation with him about his story and the, the, the backstory and the psychic world that he lives in. But uh, so if you know, if anybody listened to this has a connection to Uri Geller, tell him, Hey, you should do this guy's podcast because it's a good time. And uh, I wish you all a blessed week, month and year. We are at the end of a Mercury, Mercury, that's a new word I just invented, Mercury retrograde period. So uh, things are going to be going smoothly and uh, business will be running well in the next weeks. I wish you all well. Blessed be.
I sat me in the barley green. I sat me with my true love. My sad heart torn the two between. The old love and the new love. The old for her, the new that made me think of Nihilin dearly. And soft the wind blew down the glade and shook the golden barley. Was hard the woeful words to frame and break the ties that bound us, and harder still to bear the shame of foreign chains around us. And so I said, The mountain glen, I'll meet at morning early. And I'll join the bold united men While soft winds shook the barley T'was sad I kissed away her tears My fond arm round her flinging When a foeman's shot burst on our ears Throughout the wild wood ringing, the bullet pierced my true love's side in night's young spring so early. And on my breast in blood she died while soft wind shook the barley. Blood for blood, without remorse, I tain an owlet's hollow. I laid my true love's clay-like corpse, where I full soon must follow. And round her grave I wandered drear, noon, night, and morning early. With breaking heart, whene'er I hear the wind that shakes the bar.